This Thursday night football props edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean. Second, the money green was my partner in picks. Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. It's my favorite part of coming to Vegas is seeing you <laughs> play chicken with the guys on the other side of the glass as you just wait for the last minute to fire up the right hand. Any warm ups this morning on the plane ride out? Yeah, I was doing some high knees uh. like our boy uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson, getting stretched out, getting ready to go. And uh, yeah, we're here live in Las Vegas in the uh, beautiful, I almost said beautiful, uh, <laughs> Blue Wire Studios at the win. And we're going to be doing our NFL pick show later in the day, looking at four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock East. So make sure you tune in for that. But uh, hey, yeah, we got We got the Thursday night props going. We got three of our favorite props, first touchdown, even a little win, build your own bet. And joining us here, to talk win bet, uh, you know him from win bet, Mr. Joe Fan. What's happening, Joe? Fellows, welcome back to Vegas. Oh yeah, good to have you. You look limber, loose. The separations, <laughs> and the preparation, man. As you can see, extra spry this morning, given the uh, the the flight calisthenics. Yes. Well, I, Sean does have a similar uh, situation with the headphones. A lot of thought and prayer going on as he's visualizing victory in the studio. <laughs> Who was it that uh, sacked Russell Wilson and then did his <laughs> imitation of him? I mean, Russell Wilson, we've been keeping track of the stat. Of course, Russell Wilson right now, eight passing touchdowns, 12 bathrooms in his house in Denver. There, there's really gotta be, I don't even know if he has kids. It's like him and CR as far as I know, like, how do you find the need for 12 bathrooms? It's insane. I, I mean, Joe, as a Seattle Seahawks fan, <laughs> I mean, Pete Carroll, he should win coach of the year just for that trade. I mean, uh, there was like freezing cold take uh, tweeted oh. out the trade <laughs> grade from the uh, Russell Wilson Broncos trade. And it was like D minus for the uh, Seahawks. Meanwhile, they're going to get the Broncos pick. That's looking at like a top five pick as a Seahawks fan. You got to be feeling great, right? Yeah. I, even at the time I get a lot of things wrong as is the nature of yeah. the business we are <laughs> in. But one thing I had right from the jump was I don't think the Seahawks could have gotten much more because a Russell Wilson if another team that he didn't want to go to was offering 10 first round picks, it didn't matter. So you get two firsts, two seconds, um, three potentially useful players. Two of them have been big for the Seahawks with Shelby Harris and Noah Fant this year. Yeah. Um, and then you don't have to worry about the next extension you had to give him. And as we came to learn, he wanted an extension. He wanted the payday before he would even take a snap in a Broncos uniform. And so when you take all those factors into consideration and 
I was of the thought. I mean, he didn't play great ball the last two years. I mean, he had games or spurts or halves where he did, but it wasn't consistent. And I think a lot of people put that on, on Pete Carroll, where I was like, yeah, maybe Pete Carroll has his flaws, but we could look at a steep decline in the back down of Russell Wilson's career for a guy who relies so heavily on off script magic and using his athleticism, those backbreaking sacks uh, are far more frequent with less of the care to the big off script plays. So yeah, I thought at the time it was a good deal for Seattle and, and now the way it's aged, I mean, it's a, a truly a fine wine up in the Pacific. Northwest. I mean, yeah, I saw some Broncos fans remember remembering when they had Noah Fant, a $250 million, a bunch of extra picks and a quarterback that could score more than three points and a half, 15.3 points per game. The Denver Broncos is the worst offensive output since the 2000 Cleveland Browns. Right now. This <laughs> well, is and, all and, time. And you feel so bad for Broncos fans because their defense is so good this year. And it's, it's, it's just a complete waste. Well, DJ Moore did just kind of undress certain not to, not That's to go true. into a Broncos podcast. But I, mean, but I mean, for the, I, I think it, things could be getting emotionally worse. They're kind of broken as a defense. Like at some point, if your offense oh, isn't yeah. helping you at all, you, you kind of just reached the breaking point. And uh, when the TMZ fans are like, Hey, uh, what's going on in Denver? I see the players are arguing on the sideline. It's like, uh Oh, <laughs> it's a pro uh, the sources close to the situations report. Russ has lost the locker room. I, I don't know if he ever had it. I mean, it sounded, uh, you know, we were getting those emails from like uh, guys who ran into, what was it? Like Russell Okun at a bar and some Russell Wilson commercial so came on and he was like booing it or it didn't seem like he really had the locker room in Seattle. I mean, every like former player, he Carroll, great coach. That's what the, that's the outcome here. He Carroll, great coach. He's looking, he's looking we really give, good. We give Tomlin so much credit for having Le'Veon Bell for having Antonio Brown and keeping it. He <laughs> Carroll had Russell Wilson for a lot of years and he, and he kept it under control. It's funny people in Seattle or, or Russell Wilson's, his stands are like, why do people in Seattle keep talking about Russell Wilson? It's like, well, a Seattle gets their first round pick and yep. B it's a national story. Pat McAfee spends like 15 minutes a day on Russell Wilson, whether it's the <laughs> weird marketing gimmicks, whether it's the sideline blowups, whether it's whatever, because it's such a big story because this is a superstar who is such a unique figure. And I, I say that as kindly as I can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like Tom, Tom Cruise vibes deteriorated. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise still makes Top Gun Maverick was electric. Yeah, he still makes still, great movies. He still has the hits that warrant. Okay. We're I mean, going to, the thing is we're going to put up with the football, odd behavior. The weirdness to you, the unrelatability to you, loses people really quickly. And on top of that, you got paid two hundred and sixty million. Oh man! Prior to the, playing a snap, the dead cap I mean, hit uh, alone is just insane. Tom Cruise never, never laid an egg in any Mission Impossible. Like, no, he brought no. it. Did it? Uh, did his own stunts? We yeah. got to find a better analogy. <laughs> well, it, it is Polly Shore, maybe. <laughs> well, I think the it's, fall was it's, fast. I kind of view it as the. Um, the stepbrothers uh, <laughs> job interview scene yeah, where they're interviewing with Seth Rogen and he's like, this is funny. It's kind of like uh, you guys are wearing the tuxedos. I like it. Let's get going. And then he, then he rips out the hellacious fart and he's like, <laughs> you know what? It's weird now. <laughs> yeah. You it went was, too I far. I thought you guys were cool and whatever. And now I can taste your fart and like, I want you to leave as soon as possible. Well, when you're winning, That's sort of it, when you're winning, it's quirky, it's fun. It's Russ yeah. being Russ. 
But when you're losing, it's like, who is this guy? Does that analogy work for yep. you guys? No, it's it's very good. I, I, I'm enjoying all of this Russell Wilson. <laughs> it has gotten and, weird with Russ. That's, Sean, that's probably the best. Way I did put it. a calendar alert in uh, the calendar for July that says, do not fall in love with Russ again <laughs> for next year as a bounce back well, candidate. I, I definitely thought like, okay, the thumb, because there was, and maybe it was like 2020 where those like first five games, he, him, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, he was balling out. And then, you know, he got banged up the hand thing. You're like, you could kind of talk yourself into, okay, whatever. But it is just falling off. The switch hard. flipped midway through the 2020 season. I was still on the beat at that point and halfway through the year. I mean, he was unquestionably the, the midpoint he was MVP. Like MVP. I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't close either. I mean, the numbers were astronomical and then it just shut off. It's crazy. And it hasn't I, been the same. Since. Yeah. Maybe the better analogy is you you fall in love with a girl at the club, and you marry her, <laughs> and it turns out it's not like uh, it's not like Saturday night every night. Once you once you lay your, down your four hits, and uh, you're like, <laughs> there's a I? movie about that entire scene. It's called The Heartbreak Kid. Oh with Ben yeah. Stiller, and it's yeah. an awesome movie. He meets this girl, and she's amazing, and they fall in love, and they get married really quickly. And the second they get married, the switch flips, and it's like, you know, oh, the job that that you told me you had, or you're just volunteering. You don't actually have a stream <laughs> of income. Oh, all of the, you know, and it's just this nightmare and they go to Mexico on their honeymoon and it's, it's a good movie. I would Mo highly recommend Mo underrated comedy movie poster, Photoshop job, please. Oh if, yes. If Jake's listening. Kid if with Jake starring Russell Wilson. <laughs> Love it. Hey, of course, as always, we're brought to you by win bet again, looking to get down on the same game parlay. We got our win build a bets coming up. Just go to sportsgivingpodcast.com slash win bet to get started today. Of course, bet a hundred dollars. Get a hundred dollar free bet over at WinBet. Offer subject to change terms and conditions. Bet that comes to twenty one or older. And President State replay through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 4700 We're also brought to you by Rocket Money. That's right. I I hate paying for stuff that I don't use. I hate I hate paying nine dollars for a bottle of water. I, I just hate getting ripped off. And if you, <laughs> I I'm reminded of that every time I come to Vegas. Like nine dollars. Why well, just charge me 11 if you're really going to just screw me? Uh, and Rocket Money is great because there's so many subscriptions you sign up for. You get the free trial, you completely forget about it. And then next thing you know, you're getting billed $7.99, $4.99. It adds up. Rocket Money is great. You see all your subscriptions in one place, can cancel with just one button. Uh, get started today, rocketmoney.com slash SGPN, rocketmoney.com slash SGPN. All right, let's get to it. Let's start talking Thursday night props. Obviously, we got the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Kramer, kick it off. What's your what's your first prop here? Before I kick anything off, I do I I do and and I'll I'll rehash this probably on the pick show, but I was doing a little bit of a deep dive. And, and this stood out to me. This is the first time Josh Allen is playing New England in New England, not on week 16 of the season. His previous four games against the Buffalo Bills or against, against the New the England Patriots. Patriots in New England have been week 16 all four years. That's insane. So uh, that, that being said, I'm going to take you to a Josh Allen prop. I'm sure you're going to have this take too, Sean, but, but bill has done pretty poorly against the rushing quarterback. Yep. Specifically, if you look at how often the quarterbacks are hitting their overs, uh, Justin Fields way over Lamar way over. It's not even close. I probably should be recommending all uh, rushing totals here stay tuned to the build a bet maybe, but Josh Allen to go over 42 and a half rushing yards. This is a critical game. Now, and we know when the back is against the wall for Josh Allen, he decides to use his legs. I think the past defense of the Patriots too, is going to be a problem. 
And I think, quite frankly, Belichick will will be fine if if Allen is running most of the game. So I love this one. I think it's going to be a big funnel. Josh Allen to get 100 yards is in play uh, over 42 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. Cosine Josh Josh Allen over 42 and a half rush yards. Uh, you, you nailed it. And uh, even last year, 18 carries, 103 yards against the Pats in between those two games. And I and I think the Patriots like their tradition, their run defense against the running backs is pretty good. Um, it's really just with the quarterbacks that they struggle. And your point, he seems kind of desperate. He's struggling with the short passes because of that elbow injury. How do you replace short passes? You do it by running the ball. I mean, I, I just don't see how he's, he's going to get like nine to 10 of rushing attempts. And if you're giving Josh Allen nine to 10 rushing attempts, and his his prop is set at the low forties. Like you're crazy not to take the over. Well, I mean, listen, when you're a kid and you got a little uh, slingshot, maybe it's a Nerf gun, and it stops shooting. You know what it still works as something you you batter people over the head with. <laughs> so that's what Josh Allen's gonna do here because like his arms. I broken. like that analogy. It's like it's I can't <laughs> use my my cannon arm, so I'm just gonna bash people by running over. And he's he is one of those quarterbacks that's not afraid to lower his shoulder and uh, and try and run over you. Uh, what do you what do you got, Joe? What's your what's your first prop you like here? Yeah, looking at the receiving props, if you go to Buffalo, New England's run defense is tremendous. Buffalo also very quick to, to just ditch the running game, uh, which is why I like Josh Allen uh, from a you know scrambling standpoint, design run standpoint. Um, but also, you look at the the discrepancy between Gabe Davis at fifty yards uh, or forty nine and a half, um, and Isaiah McKenzie at thirty and a half. Give me Isaiah McKenzie who had a big game last week, 10 targets, uh, catches six balls for 96 yards and a touchdown. He had a touchdown last year against new England. Gabe Davis is pretty unreliable. Most of Josh Allen's interceptions have come when targeting Gabriel Davis. He's had a big issue with drops this year. It's been boomer bust. I like Isaiah McKenzie, a very modest number at 30 and a half. I will take that over. Yeah. And a bit, bit of a like, kind of one of the, perhaps an outlier, perhaps not, but new England's pass defense is ran, like they're great against every position on the field, except for the quote number two receiver. So, I mean, we see what Buffalo does when they like last their, their, their offense is struggling. What happens? Well, well, let's scheme some stuff up for Isaiah McKenzie. I, I like that angle. Cause I, I do think that Pete, like the Gabe Davis number is always going to be broken. Cause he either has like 120 yards yeah. or, or like a catch for 19. Yeah, no, it's like if you like Gabe Davis, play his alternate total yeah. and just go for it all. Two touchdowns. But yeah, like some sort of crazy game. But I, again, I I don't I don't know what it is about Isaiah McKenzie. They seem to um, just be working him in more. And and what happened in that Detroit Lions game? Akuda was out, and they're like, all right, we're screwed. So we're just gonna have to put everyone on uh, Stefan Diggs, and that created a ton of opportunity for Isaiah McKenzie. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick, he's known for stopping, like, hey. Your one player, your best guy, and and him going after um, Stefan Diggs and, and like doubling him up or like rolling coverage, whatever it is, creates a ton of opportunities for Isaiah McKenzie. So if, I like that angle. As if well. you look at Gabe Davis's game log this year, he doesn't have a single game from forty yards to sixty yards. <laughs> That's insane. So either you take the under, <laughs> yes, or you take an alt line yeah. because he's been 13, 37, 35, 33 last week on Thanksgiving, 38, but he's at 68, 93, 74, 171, 88. So why take 50 yeah. when you can go 60 plus, get a little bit juicier or even go bigger, 70, 80, um, because he is the epitome of a boomer bust player. S- speaking my language. Uh, my next prop, give me Mac Jones under 226 and a half passing yards. I mean, if you watch that game against the Vikings, it was like A in the dome, you know, everything was going right. 
Uh, Minnesota's pass defense is really kind of dog shit. I mean, Nelson Aguilar was getting involved. Like it was the perfect game for Mac Jones. Now you're coming back at home Thursday night. These Thursday night games end up being uglier. It's going to be a little chilly in Foxborough. I think, I think Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia, I don't know how much they trust Mac you, Jones and, and you didn't mention Joe judge when the yes, when exactly. part of the handicap uh, and Mac Joe, I mean, Buffalo is allowing two twenty one and a half pass yards per game. Uh, and that number is actually kind of inflated because they played those back-to-back games uh, in Detroit against the lions against the Browns who got a ton of garbage passing yards and Buffalo's defense is getting healthier. They're getting uh Epinesa back. Mm. Um, they're getting some of their safeties back as well. So I think, I think they're going to, I think Ramondre has a decent shot at having a game, but I don't see Mac Jones throwing for a ton of yards in this game. Well, and part of what you're describing since Mac Jones uh, came back and took over the job from the zappy hour, it's been eight targets to Ramondre, seven targets to Ramondre, He's seven been targets in the to passing Ramondre, game, a six ton. targets, 10 targets last week. Give me Ramondre over 50 receiving yards. I'm, I'm alting this a little bit. Plus 180 on that one. I oh, think, I, I think like the it. actual number is somewhere in the thirties, 35 and a half. Yeah. So ballpark. I'm going to juice it up. Uh, give me, give me Ramondre to have 50. He's he's had 50 receiving yards in four of the last five games. It's, it's, it, and and I, again, to your point on Mac Jones, which will transition to my next prop, but tra- Mac Jones is not doing anything uh, risky. Yeah. And so Ramondre is going to get a heavy volume, especially with Harris uh, out of this. No, he's, he's going to be involved in your point. I, I don't know what it is. They just decided to start throwing him the ball as well. Well, I don't think he has much competition and fun fact. Like I actually went through it. He's actually gone over a ton of his rushing uh, yardage props. He's going under where his uh, attempts line is at now uh, 15 and a half. So there's a lot of his, his, he's obviously a popular play to play over. So I had to get creative to find my, my good over here. What about you, uh, Joe? What do you got for a second prop here? Yeah. Another value receiving yards prop, I think. And that's Devonte Parker over 35 and a half. And, and now the volume isn't necessarily there for the, him, but he, he's sort of, I guess, a Gabe Davis type player. I mean, certainly not the, the big games that you've seen this year to that degree, but um, he ran more routes than anybody on that roster uh, last week against Minnesota. He had four catches for 80 yards. Um, he's a big play dude. It could take just a couple of catches for him to get there. Um, I think at some point the bills will score. And, and so I don't see this being the three, three game we saw against uh, the, with the Patriots and jets a couple of weeks ago. So I do like Stevenson. I think it's going to be checked down city. Like you said, Mac Jones desperate just to keep his job. And so, you know, want to stay in the good graces of, uh, of, of bill Belichick, but uh, Devonte Parker at just 35 and a half. When you compare that to Jacoby Myers, who's at 49 and a half sort of using the same logic as the McKenzie pick. Um, you know, I think 35 and a half is a very fair number for Devonte. Uh, I like the angle too. Cause if you, if you talk yourself into him being the quote, number one receiver, at least r- lining up with the number one guys, you look at what, uh, Amara St. Brown did. You look at what Amari Cooper did. You look at what Justin, Jeff- this team has kind of been getting shredded by number one receivers. They're strangely actually 28th in DVOA against mm. the number one receiver. They're elite. So, so elite everywhere else. Uh, but this Bills defense has definitely struggled against that position. So, like, like that Devontae angle. Parker uh, also has tons of experience playing against the Pats defense with his time down in Miami. His career average against the Patriots forty nine. He plays for yards. the Patriots. Oh yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I completely whiffed on that. I was thinking, uh, for some reason, I was thinking he was on the Bills. I'm like, wow, his he numbers plays for against the Dolphins. Now he plays. No, for the- I, I was like, he has tons of experience against Belichick. <laughs> 
He does have a lot of experience nugget. against the Bills as well. Yeah. So it's, good. it's a good angle. There you numbers. go. Yeah, wait. Let he, me he just spent his career in the division. <laughs> just read redo it, but for the Bills. Okay. Yeah. And Devontae, if they're not that good, make them up. Three, two, one. Devontae <laughs> Parker has a ton of experience against the Buffalo Bills. He's averaging 64.1 <laughs> yards per game against this Bills defense. Great Ex- pick. Excellent work. Uh he is the big body guy, contested catch guy too. So hopefully Mac Jones doesn't throw too many to him. Cause I'm actually going Mac Jones under a half interception came into this, went to the interception prop with the pure intentions of taking Josh Allen to go over intercept his interception prop, but it was minus minus one fifty. Yeah. Finally they figured it out. So then I was like, ah, oh, maybe Mac Jones is actually not throwing interceptions. Why? Cause he wants to keep his job. So then I was like, ah, well, Josh Allen versus Mac Jones. Maybe that's oh. the angle. Oh, no, minus 140. So if you like the, the, the Josh Allen to throw one, maybe you take him to go versus uh, Mac Jones. But I'm just going to take Mac Jones under. That's plus 115. And, plus and, odds, yeah. And he hasn't thrown a pick in the last three games. Uh, the couple good defenses in there, the Jets and the Colts, who are both top 10 pass defenses, strangely enough. And yeah, I, I think the way that they're playing the game and the way that he is not really taking risks, checking it down, working in the tight ends, working in the running back. Uh, and I expect them to run the ball a bunch in this one. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't throw a pick fourth straight game. Uh, for me, I'm going Devin Singletary under 53 and a half rushing yards. I, I think new England can just stuff the run last three games against new England, 64.7 yards per game. They're allowing, uh, they just don't let up a ton of yards uh, on the ground, regardless of who the running back is. Now they do let it up against rushing quarterbacks, like we're saying, but uh, Devin Singletary, I don't know if he's going to have a ton. I, I just don't see him getting the carries, getting the usage. I think it's going to be a big Josh Allen game. And uh, you know, Dawson Knox, who is actually Patriots are pretty bad against the tight end, but I got some plays on that later on. What about you, Joe? Any other, any other props you like here? I think it's always safe to take a Stefan Diggs over. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he has been wide receiver one this year. Uh, for much of of the season, uh, if you're looking at just purely fantasy stats, I think 83 and a half is a fair number for him. Um, you know, you know he's going to be in the ballpark. He didn't get there uh, against the Lions, but the man had 15 targets. So, when the volume is there, the degree in which you know it will be. Again, I'm assuming that the game flow will be pass heavy for the Bills, given how good uh, the Patriots are against the run. Again, yeah. Dalvin Cook last week, 22 carries, just 42 yards, a 1.9 average only had a long of six. So I think Stefan Diggs at 83 and a half is a pretty fair number. Um, he'll probably finish right around there, but, but you know, at least as you're watching a prop, the volume will be there to get home. Um, and he'll be somewhere in the ballpark. He's not going to lay an egg and end up at like 45. He'll, you know, well, if it misses, it'll be it'll miss narrowly. Yeah. So, you're getting a discount too. Cause the previous, like he had back to get past two games went under, but he was crushing it before then 148, 108, 93, 128. So Yep. You're, you're getting a, a nice cheap price here. Good, bad matchup. So, and I, and I know some of the Pat's secondaries ba- uh, banged up. I know Jalen Mills dealing with the groin thing. So, uh, Jabril Peppers, Peppers late add to the injury report. I'm sure yeah, that, no, that has no impact on that, but <laughs> shout out to my guy, uh, you know, pass rush, maybe, maybe impacts it a little bit. All right. Let's talk. Everyone's favorite first touchdowns, Ryan, we're coming off hitting uh Sunday night, Kenny Gainwell, 30 to one. That was pretty awesome. Uh, didn't hit it on Monday night, but it was, who was it on Monday? It was super chalky. It was someone we wouldn't have ne- Najee ever Harris. Najee Harris. Yeah. No interest in that. Not uh, only do we hit Sunday night, I actually gave you the first touchdown score for both teams. So if you had played them uh, mm. independent, you would have cashed that, out. Now, that, now we're talking some DJ only uh, that's well, next I level. I see guys when we give these out, they also play them as like first touchdown for, for that, that team. team. Yeah. Cause usually we do, we give out four, you know, maybe split up uh, whatever, however much you're going to bet. Right. 
And then that's well, that's Monday. No, that was yeah, that was Monday. Mon- it was uh, it was uh, the the running back, and it was. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, Sean's come around on spreading the unit across uh, four well, you know, four different sometimes plays. Sometimes I do full units. Lay I it, usually it sometimes I, sometimes I do three, but I'll I'll do four for this one. For me on the Bills side, I, I'm keeping it fairly chalky. Josh Allen, I think even at nine to one, that to me is the cutoff. If it's a rushing quarterback and you're getting nine to one, I'm still on board. If it's, if it's below nine to one, like Hertz was six to one. I I just don't think it makes sense. Eight to one is the cutoff. Eight to one. All right. You're good. So we're good there. Uh, Dawson Knox, Mm. uh, 18 to one. Love that one. And then on the Patriots side, I am rolling the dice. Mac Jones, 40 to one. Dickhead. And then uh, one more on the bills. Actually, I forgot. I included this one. Naheem Hines, 40 to one. Just because they traded for this guy, they haven't used him at all. I, I feel like he's just due to get involved somewhat, and he's involved in the uh, return game. Forty to one, Naheem Hines. Nice. The return touchdown would be electric. That's yes. how it started. I, I like how you brought the. I mean, that's that's a classic Sean tout right there. Just squeak it in because when it hits, it's going to be so <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, I mean, mine's simple. You you stole two of my plays because it's a quarterbacks and defense system yeah. play. Uh, we're going Josh Allen, uh, as you said. I saw nine fifty earlier, okay. nine to one, whatever that is. Mac Jones forty to one, and I'm also playing both teams' defenses. Oh, I think nice. there's reasons to be cautious about both offenses. I know I told you Mac Jones under an interception. To your point, special teams can get involved. I just, it's a divisional game. It's a game that is always played later in the season, and weird stuff happens. Didn't see a ton of value up and down the board based on how these teams played. So played both defenses. 30 to one for Buffalo, 35 to one. Love yeah. it. Immense well, odds on Josh Allen. When you compare it to Devin Singletary, I mean, Josh Allen is more rushing touchdown. Yeah. So I, it's I, just I, giving the chalk that yeah. is because it's the starting running back. Yeah. But Josh Allen has more. He's found the end zone more as a runner this year. So um, I like the Josh Allen play, um, you know, again, for the same rationale I gave you earlier, McKenzie over Davis gave mm. Davis 1100. Why not take the extra? Uh, you know, plus 400 at Isaiah McKenzie. It's at plus 1500. They like to use him in gimmick plays too, which means he's, red zone. He's scored before against the Patriots. Um, so I, the Patriots are a total crapshoot. I have no idea. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson yeah. just makes sense as a chalk play because he gets the most usage. We talked about his usage as a receiver. He's their starting running back. Um, he doesn't have competition there. If you're going to go pass catcher otherwise, you're really just flipping coins yeah. and you might, you might as well just look for the biggest odds you can find. And you know, that's Kendrick Bourne at plus 2,500. Ooh, I like that. Um, you know, because who, who is to say that he is that much worse of odds than Jacoby Myers. Who's what scored twice. No, I, I like that play. And because Bourne, a lot of Patriots fans will tell you that Bourne's the best receiver on their roster, but he doesn't, for some reason, he doesn't find his way into enough situations. I mean, he is, I know when he was in San Francisco, he was the slant specialist. Yeah. And when you're inside the 10, inside the five, that's a route that can get you home. So uh, yeah, I would say those are, are my three McKenzie, Josh Allen, but well, four, then Ramondre Stevenson uh, take the chalk when it's there. Um, and then, I, and then Kendrick Warren, I'll be honest. Ramondre's price is not as chalky as we'll see for like elite running backs who are the clear, well, like especially clear, no clear, Damian Harris. Yeah. Well, he's also the clear goal line. It's not like he's sharing with any sort of other running back, not, yeah. not the quarterback. And so even his price five fifty six to one isn't the worst, but it's just no fun to take. You know, like <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's zero fun. I get it. Uh, all right, now everyone's favorite part: the DJs only, aka 
win, build your own bet. Same game parlay, of course. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Build your own same game parlay. All right. So for me, it's it's gonna run through Dawson Knox, two touchdowns. Oh. Wow. Yes. Dawson Knox, two touchdowns. Uh, just that alone is plus twenty nine hundred. If you want to tie in uh the result, you can put in Buffalo minus six and a half and get that up to forty to one. So I'm giving you a, a couple you, options there. Shouldn't you uh what what you should look up what the counter price is for uh, Dawson oh, Knox for and, uh Dawson I, Knox. I don't know when the last time we spoke to you, Joe, but in between then and now, I think Sean may have the reason he's going back to the two tight end <laughs> or two touchdown tight end well is he gave out an Austin Hooper two touchdowns. Prop that hit, okay, uh, eighty to one. Yes, so th- we're going to be hearing a lot of these for the rest of the season, uh, for sure. What do you? <laughs> okay, so here this is. Hear me out here. I'm telling you, the ju- the we 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 ha- uh, shout out to Sully, but he did tip us onto something. If you counter correlate, so you you give a Bills prop, but you still have the Patriots to win. Okay, you get a much better. So pro- here's what we'll do. I'll do Dawson Knox two touchdowns plus twenty nine hundred, and then if you want to go full D Gen Dawson Knox. Um, two touchdowns, uh, and then tie it with New England plus three and a half. That is ninety to one over on win. So the Dawson Knox two touchdowns, I like that as a bet because uh, in teams that have played eleven games, New England have have uh, allowed the most touchdowns to the tight end at eight. Now Cardinals have played twelve games; they've allowed nine. But other than that, teams that have played eleven games, eight touchdowns to the tight yeah, end. I love it. I love it. And then uh, New England plus three and a half. I mean, that's essentially almost what the spread is at ninety to one. Oh man, that is that is delicious. Joe, what do you? Uh, I'm getting hungry. I'm worried over you're going to throw yours up though when you hear mine. I hope you hit it. I oh. hope you hit it so badly. Uh, um, Joe, what do you got? It's funny that you look at the lines of like this game and how the the last year the Patriots beat them last year in the regular season and then got to the postseason. And so, I have no doubt. The Bills, the better team here. It's in New England. The Bills have been scuffling a bit. I mean, they needed a last second field goal to beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. It wasn't pretty for the first half against the Browns. They've got what one touchdown uh in the second half of the last month. Um it's not good. It's not <laughs> no. great. And yet I'm still gonna go. I'm just gonna go Bills to win. Okay. Uh just to win. Alternate over of 35 and a half because Dawson mm. Knox is gonna score twice. You can have some points in there. <laughs> exactly. Uh Devontae Parker, 40 receiving yards. Stefan like Diggs, 70 receiving yards. Ramondre Stevenson, 30 receiving yards. Isaiah McKenzie at 40 and Josh Allen at 40 rushing yards. Whoa. Let's go. 20 to one. Jo- I like that Joe realized that we just love the big. <laughs> just bring it, bring it along. Your receipt needs to be long. Like, yeah, you got to fold it up four times when yeah. you put in your pocket. So yeah. Size matters when it comes to length of your It's parlay. only seven legs. <laughs> yeah. It's only seven legs. Not 10, not 15, just right. seven. You ready for this show? Yeah. Because there, there, there's a situation out there yeah. that I think the the listeners. Do you want a 250 to one? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Why, is that, why don't you give two versions? Why don't you give like the regular and then the souped up? I think we. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. For you can't. You can't work up a 250 no. to one and not share it with the audience. That's right. criminal negligence. It's sports gambling podcast. So. There's like the baby versions that are 14 and 20 to one. Yeah. There, give there's us, the adolescent 70 to it's one. Like a, it's like a Russian nesting doll. There's like a small version, a medium. We're, we're essentially a, round robining some things. Really good happen. analogy there, Sean. Thank I like you. that. We're we're <laughs> we're round robining some stuff. So obviously, I like Stevenson receiving yards. So 50 plus receiving yards. We're gonna throw that in. We're going to take Josh Allen 50 plus rushing yards. We're going to throw that in. 
If you do that parlayed with both uh, guys to score a touchdown, it pays 20 to one. If you say, oh, okay, maybe I don't want the yardage and you just go two touchdowns for each guy parlayed at 70 to one. But if you really want to be a boss, you do 50 receiving yards for Ramondre, 50 rushing yards for Josh Allen, two touchdowns each, you get 250 to one. Now you probably feel like I just pulled a magic trick on you because <laughs> how the fuck is Ramondre a t- he's six to one to score the first touchdown. So two touchdowns, not the craziest Josh Allen, nine fifty to score the first touchdown, two touchdowns. Look at the way that Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson yeah. ran all over the place. And then just a couple yardage props. <laughs> how Let's does go. I'm in, Ve- I'm in Vegas. We're going, I mean, after this, we're going to go sweat some Mexico, Saudi Arabia <laughs> soccer, and we're going to uh, have an amazing sweat on Thursday when this, uh, this banger comes home. Hell yeah. I'm All just right. picturing they've cleared the yardages and one of them scored two touchdowns <laughs> and Sean is just screaming at the TV for the last touchdown. Welcome to for, my world. For, for, so you, what you did is you just triggered a memory in my mind <laughs> okay. of when Sean was, uh, we had gotten an inside tip on the puppy bowl. Oh no. This was probably 2017 Stop. super bowl. Uh, we had gotten a tip on the puppy bowl. We were, I was hosting it at my place. Sean was out and we're like deep frying a turkey shot before the, before the, the people show up, Sean's alone in the garage, watching the puppy bowl, <laughs> just screaming at the TV, realizing the inside info we had received was completely faulty. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, so they, 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 they had, if it, we can only have a sweat that good, he told <laughs> us the, the puppy bowl has already been taped. Team rough <laughs> destroys team fluff. And then I watch and Team Fluff trots out this three-legged dog, and you know me working in the TV industry. Yeah. You don't let the three-legged dog lose Tragic on national magic. television. They rallied around this dog. The three-legged dog <laughs> ended up winning MVP, Most Valuable Pup. It was a, it was if a puppy bowl could be a bloodbath, it was. <laughs> did from you, the onset? Did you get irresponsible with that wager? <laughs> uh, well, put it this way: thinking that you were Martha Stewart with the inside I opened, intel. I opened additional <laughs> accounts. Like I got, I got my girlfriend oh. now wife's name. I'm like, listen, you're going to open up this uh, offshore account. We're going to get you to deposit some money. Fortunately, they, they keep the limits pretty low on that kind of thing. <laughs> it was the, um, you know, what bailed me out because it was the, it was the puppy bowl before the, uh, the Patriots uh, Falcons. Falcons yes. game. And I had Patriots minus three and a half huge. So, so they had to get it to overtime and then win with the touchdown in over T OT James White to, to cover the three and a half. And I was live betting it throughout chasing my puppy bowl losses. So I think I ended up actually winning money on that super bowl after the massive puppy bowl loss. If it, it was, was if it sentence, wasn't for the puppy bowl loss. I wouldn't have gotten so big on the super bowl. Yes. The sentence chasing my puppy bowl loss is <laughs> wild. Feels like an urban dictionary look up later. Hey, we live it. Some people uh, pretend they're DGENs, Ain't but no we know hobby. they're not. Ain't no <laughs> hobby. So it's a full-time job, Joe. Well, Joe, always appreciate coming on. Make sure you follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Fan. Uh, check out all the stuff he's working on. Um, yeah. And oh, wait, it's uh Joe underscore fan, right? Joe underscore fan. Appreciate you guys. Got always it. fun. Great to yeah, have you guys always- back in Vegas and do it in studio. Yeah, always love uh, making it out to the studio. Of course, make sure you hit up sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Turn those notifications on so you don't miss us going live for the NFL pick show, four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock East. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. Sean, you forgot to let people know I brought a prop for the show tonight. <laughs> Kramer.
Let it ride.